Hi everyone and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast. I'm your host Spencer Lodge and it's my job to make the time you're about to give me as valuable as possible. My job here is to share content I've made across my endeavours and ventures as an entrepreneur and bring you stories, lessons and insights from my conversations with some great achievers in business and personal development. I'm an author, CEO of the Blue Sky Thinking Group here in Dubai and a really passionate content creator, also on my own creative journey. And with so much going on, this show is a way for me to funnel out value from all the work that my team and I are doing so that we can share it with our audiences online in an easy audio format. For those of you that attend my seminars or follow me on social media, this is just some extra material for you to get stuck into on your own journey in business, sales, personal development, or whatever aspect you're working on improving your life. In today's episode, I'll be doing that by sharing an interview I did with El Jami Ghazali, which was recorded just a few weeks ago. Now, El Jami owns a business called the Glam Jam Beauty Academy, also Glam Jam Express, which is a really interesting startup. She's a well-known figure in the world of beauty, you know, a quarter of a million followers on Instagram. She really is well-known. Um, and her story is one that is a, a, a real kind of uh, a real tough, sad story, to be honest with you. It's not like a rags to riches. It's not like a, you know, she started with nothing, but uh, she was in a difficult situation with her personal life, with her family, moved here to Dubai when she was 15 years old, didn't speak English, didn't speak Arabic, and had to get in and, uh, you know, get her feet on the ground and start learning very quickly. Now, the interview lasts around about 45 minutes, and you know, I super enjoy talking to El Jami because she's very raw with me and she's very honest. And you know, sometimes people can be a little bit jaded and a little bit guarded, and so raw and honest with me as we were talking about one particular subject in her past that she got quite emotional. So please bear with her there. There's some great takeaways from this interview, really. If you're a young entrepreneur in business and you want to you know, become successful, she, she really has all the ingredients that are required to get out there and, and really deliver fantastic results. I mean, you've only got to follow her to find out. Um, if you've enjoyed several of these podcasts or if it's your first one, I'd really love you to do me a favor and rate it and review it. Ideally, a five-star rating on the Apple podcast. Uh, some love on SoundCloud would be really, really wonderful. It's how I get discovered, you know. It's, it's really important that that value then other people can get too. So if you can do that, I'd be really, really grateful. So if you're ready to get stuck in, I really hope you enjoyed my interview with El Jami. And remember, at the end of the interview, I'll be back to tell you more about the, how the interview took place, what I've learned and applied to share a few extra notes about the content. So without further ado, please enjoy El Jami Ghazali. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's nice to have you here, Jamie. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me again, Spencer. It's always a pleasure coming to you. You always seem to be really brutally honest and open in any interview I do with you. So is that going to change today? No, that's not going to change. I think it's going to get worse. <laughs> for those of, um, those of the audience that really haven't haven't met you before and don't know anything about you which must be only about five people in the whole wide world no just I'm give sure just is. give a bit of a background as to who you are for everyone so my name is El Jami. <laughs> that you know but for the people I'm a beauty blogger and entrepreneur I have a makeup training center which is Glam Jam Beauty Academy and right now I opened a sister company Glam Jam Express which is a mobile application for beauty services for women and men around Dubai and Sharjah and that's pretty much what I do. Now, you're on a bit of a pedestal, really, for entrepreneurial women here in the Middle East. Do you think it's more of a challenge to be a successful business person here than it is potentially in the West? 
I think being a businesswoman is challenging here, not just a business person. I think, you know, you, you got to be really hardworking. I mean, for any business person, actually, you know, when you have your own business and when you're trying to be an entrepreneur, um, there's so many things you have to think about, really work on. And it all starts actually with you working on yourself, you know, learning really how to have that discipline, learning to really have that um, needed skills because, you know, no matter how much you have and uh, maybe you can be, you know, even for me, some people think that right now I'm a successful business entrepreneur, you know, in beauty industry and I got it all, you know, worked ready out. and yeah. worked out. But no, until this day, there's certain things that I work on that I learn because I think learning and getting new knowledge for a business person specifically is the is really, really important thing to do. What are some of the misconceptions around women in business in the Middle East? What are those kind of stereotypical things that maybe you hear? I think generally it's just a lot of people think that for women it's easy. You know, you, you've got your hair, you flip it, you like smile and, you know, bang. You know, you got it done. Well, in real, that's not how it really happens. It's, you know, no matter if you, for women, actually, as I said, like a few minutes ago, I think it's even harder because specifically for me, I face so many issues being a young person, non-Arab, trying to open a company, trying to set my documents right, or trying to have a meeting with people that are not in the beauty industry, that don't know my name, that don't know who I am in this industry. And, you know, they just look at me, like yeah okay right you know so i feel like it's a constant pressure of trying to prove to people that you know you're serious you're getting this thing done you're doing something yeah so i think personally for me that was a very complicated part of you know especially when i was opening the company and until this day some people that you know i meet throughout my journey you know don't take me serious or don't think that you know i actually had even though if I'm young, it doesn't mean that I didn't have a long journey to get where I am now. I did get a long, complicated journey to get where I am. Yeah. I so I think that's one of the things that gets really hard throughout the way. You know, you get an anxiety like from all of this. Personally, even that what happened to me. But I think if you had your, if you have your mind right, if you always remember your, remember why you started it from the beginning. It will all be okay. I see you getting passionate about that. Yeah. <laughs> it means a lot, yeah? Yeah, it does. It does, of course. So it does. people would regard you as an influencer. Mm -hmm. Would you regard yourself as an influencer? And if so, have you got one of those kind of influencer licenses that they've all got? I do have a license because here's the thing. When when they announced this thing, there was only two options. There, there was either an option of paying 15000 getting your license done, or signing to an agency, you know, a social media agency that will handle you. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was not an option because, um, you know, being handled by someone, having a manager, uh, I just don't think that yet in this region, most of the agencies would understand really what is my concept behind my page and what is the whole message of what I'm trying to deliver to people. You know, yeah, of course, a lot of people say, a lot of bloggers and influencers, so on, uh, say that, yeah, we're trying to inspire people, we're trying to inspire women, uh, empower women. But when you think about it, how do you actually do it? What do you do uh -huh. to do that, to influence a woman, to empower women? How do you empower women? 
by a pretty selfie. No, that's not really what it actually does. Is more brings out the insecurities than you know empowers women. Mm. So you know, I think it's a very very complicated and hard thing to be an influencer. I know a lot of people think it's easy. It's just pretty pictures, blah blah blah. That's not the real influencer. That's so not then, what it's called. Let's let's agree then that you are an influencer. Yeah, I, okay. I I hope so. I hope so. Well, I hope that for people, you know, I influence them. I influence them to be better. I influence okay. them to learn, you know, to, to do something. Newsflash. Yeah. You do. <laughs> <laughs> That's I hope so. that. But as an influencer, what are the two or three areas then that you make your money in? I mean, I make money with, you know, uh, collaborating with brands, uh, shooting for them, you know, like, or when I came, became the face of Bioderma, you know, constantly working with different brands. Like I worked with Roberto Cavalli, I worked with YSL, you know, getting paid obviously for the shoots, getting paid for posting some of the, um, some of the campaigns. Yeah. So that's how I make my money. And of course my businesses that right now, you know, I have, because if you think about it, my businesses are so connected to my page. You know, and they were created actually through my page, you know. So those businesses that make money have been created because you are an influencer. I mean, yeah. And you're leveraging that influencer. Of course, because it was easier, you know, like, I mean, easier in what way? If you already a blogger, you have a following from this region. When I open a company, I can redirect people to, you know, check it out, you know, check out our service you know, check out the training center, you know, it's, it kind of makes a bit, the job a little bit easier, you know? Yeah. So now when we participate in exhibitions, when people see Glam Jam, they're like, oh, it's El Jami's company, you know? Mm-hmm. That puts a pressure, but that also kind of makes it easier to attract the audience, you know, the, the customers. Mm-hmm. Now, before you had those businesses, you'd be, in my mind, classed as a standard influencer because those businesses essentially make you an entrepreneur that's become... Would that be fair? Yeah, of course. Okay. So what do you think the downsides are? The downsides, I think you you have to be so careful first with your content because you have to make sure that you respect all the cultures, all the mentalities. You have to think about your following, you know? What are the... Who are the audience that follow you? And I think the other part is constantly i mean if you're a proper blogger and if you're a proper influencer yeah i'm talking about that i'm not talking about those who just post pretty selfies and just you know i'm talking about a proper blogger proper influencer it's a pressure to always come up with a new content to always you know kind of sit down because the way how i do it you know apart from working with my companies and taking care of that i actually sit and i have a calendar of my content of when am i going to put time aside from managing my companies to sit and film because as you know I do videos and that obviously takes more time mm-hmm. more you know kind of using your brain into what content you're going to create and right now that I'm you know again going back to my YouTube channel and I want to like hardcore focus on that that also takes even more time so I think it's just the pressure that you know that gets you okay so I've got kind of like an opinion on this and yeah. so you can tell me if you share this or not yeah. I hate the word entrepreneur. Yeah. Because everybody uses it even yeah. though even though they're not an entrepreneur. Okay. They, they might be a one man band, a small business owner, a solopreneur. Um, <laughs> no, that, know, that, that, that is not. That, that, that not. to me is not an entrepreneur. So yeah, when no. people say I'm an entrepreneur, I think it's just kind of some kind of buzzword. But I think it means the same with the word influencer. 
Exactly. There are some influencers out there and there are many people that call themselves influencers that might have 50,000 followers on Instagram or whatever it might be that get paid, I don't know, 100 bucks for a photo here and there. Mm -hmm. Does that does that kind of wind you up and annoy you? Because it, it annoys me. Of course it annoys me. Of course it annoys me because I think people are using these words without really understanding what is the message behind it and what it means. And that for me is ridiculous. You know, find the, the, the right word of uh, what you are. If you don't know yet what you are, then don't use anything. You know, don't say anything. Just say, I'm trying to find myself. I'm like <laughs> out there, you know, swimming. <laughs> I'm learning to be an I'm influencer. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's people, especially I started noticing even more since I opened Glam Jam Express because, you know, guess what? Now we receive messages to offer these bloggers free services. And I like personally check these messages and they're like, yeah, I'm an influencer and, you know, I would love to advertise your brand. And then I go on their page and they have less followers than our account. How? You know, back in no, my no, days... No, I'm no expert at this, but I see stuff like that and yeah, that winds me up. So yeah, it must, someone as big as you, it must drive you mad. Exactly. Because back in my days when I was starting up and when I had like 2,000 followers, oh my God, I was like, sit, sit your ass down, work on your content. When you're going to get really out there, when your content is going to be worthy enough, the brands are going to contact you yourself. I feel like so many people right now are starting this just because of freebies, just to, you know, live off kind of like half for free. But that's not what it is. You know, you're out there doing this because you have a passion for it, because you're trying to inspire people, because you're trying to build a brand, maybe. Maybe you're trying to open a business after building your page. But if you're doing this because you're trying to get like free food, free service, free product, that's why, you know, a word blogger or influencer became kind of a joke right now this word if you think about it mm -hmm. became kind of a joke mm -hmm. you know like when you're gonna meet someone and they're you're gonna ask them what do you do and they're gonna be like oh i'm a blogger i'm an influencer and you're gonna be like yeah okay right mm. yeah you don't need to take it seriously okay so you, you were 16 when i experienced the last recession mm -hmm. so you wouldn't have experienced what, what yeah the no, world only went my through. parents i only yeah. saw my parents crying in the bedroom there's a very big likelihood that a recession is going to come we don't yes. know whether it's tomorrow or in yeah. three years' time, but the, the, the fear is coming. How is that going to impact upon your business? You know what? When, when I heard those news, when like people started telling me, oh, there's not enough cash flow around. But then I realized that that is not going to really affect my business because, first of all, it might affect training center because, you know, OK, maybe now people are not going to be so willing to spending 16000 on a makeup course. You know, maybe they would rather keep it up for their next rent. Yeah. <laughs> but... For Glam Jam Express, I don't think it's going to hit us because it's a service and it's a needed service, and especially for women. Women, no matter in what kind of crisis they are, they always need their nails done. They always need their hair done. <laughs> they always need that. So I don't think that that's pretty much going to affect that business specifically. Okay. So I think I'm going to be fine. Do you think influencers will be affected by the next recession? Yeah, of course, because brands don't have enough budgets. Brands do. And here's the thing, huh? all those micro-influencers that are coming up, let's go back a little bit to this. Small accounts that say I'm a blogger, I'm willing to do whatever and anything for a free stuff. Now brands are going to turn to them because guess what? They're going to post all these things for free just for a mascara or a lipstick. So they'll be like, okay, we can save a lot of money instead of turning into 
influencer that has a big following that can really put the campaign out there, but we don't have a budget for them. Mm -hmm. So let me turn into, let me prepare like 50 mascaras and lipsticks and let me send it to 50 micro influencers that are willing to do anything. And here you go. Here's my advertisement for my brand. So they're gone. They're dust. So that's why I was kind of really happy when this whole license thing came up. But I don't, I don't know how these micro bloggers, like, I don't have anything against them as long as they're really doing it out of passion. That's my only concern. Tell me, you've got Glam Jam uh, Academy, you've got Glam Jam Express. Can you tell me how you put those businesses together? I'm sure you already know about the Academy, you know, back in our last interview, even when we spoke, the Academy was, uh, you know, something to really, it was my passion to like an extreme level you know i wanted to see students in the academy i wanted people to learn to really get you know the right knowledge of makeup artistry of beauty industry to learn the techniques to get certified to really go out there and when they become a proper makeup artist people will use them they'll be like yeah glam gem academy helped me to be who I am today. Yeah. That was my main focus when I was doing this whole academy, when I was putting it together, when we were putting the courses together, because you know, for each course that we have in the academy, we actually sat down with my makeup artists, with my team, and we put down every sentence of the course content all together. You know, mm-hmm. we really put our experience, everything that we have and can, mm-hmm. you know, to put all of this together. Now, for Glam Jam Express, it's really hard for me to stop. You mm-hmm. know, I'm always like, on a move. I yeah, always yeah. need more. I always want more because I really believe in this that, you know, I, I want to bust my ass off till I'm like 30, 35, and then, you know, kind of chill. Chill, <laughs> you know? So that's why for me, every year I try to work on something. If it's not, if it's not possible in a year, but at least a year and a half, two years, to so always do something new. So when it came to Glam Jam Express, I was... You know, it was a funny story a little bit. I broke my nail in my office because I have acrylic nail extensions. Right. I broke my nail and I was sitting and looking at it. And then I was looking at my calendar and I was like, damn, I don't have time to fix my nail. And that is for me personally a disaster because I'm a beauty blogger. I've got events. I've got things going on. I can't go with a broken nail. That's like me having a a hole in my pair of pants. (laughs) And I was like, how cool will it be if I can call or go to an app and book someone to come and do my nail right here right now in my office that's how it came i ran outside my office to my team and i was like guys we are doing glam jam beauty express (laughs) i swear and they were like yeah okay again another one but this one was serious i was like guys we're gonna do this it's gonna be made application with all the kind of services and they were like, yeah, okay, okay, keep going, keep going. And I was like, you know what? I got to go put a business plan together. So I swear to God, Spencer, I put everything aside, what I was doing. I got to do this. This is really going to work. This is really going to save women's time that are like me, that don't have time or that just too tired. And I started working on the business plan. I swear, I started like rolling on this business like the week after. It was already like... It was so, so some business plan to... Um, business plan. Then app I found app business. developers. Yeah. App developers. Yeah, but how, yeah, between the business actually starting so and you coming up with the idea, was that three months, 12 months, what? Four months, to be exact. My whole summer, while people were partying in Mykonos and Ibiza, I was like sitting in the office and working really? on this. Yeah. Working your butt off. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. 
when you think about sales in your business and the business development strategies that you have, obviously, you know, that's a world that I know a lot about. Yeah. How course. much time and effort have you put into understanding that or, or, or do you rely on another way of thinking about it rather than I've got to go out and get clients? No, no, no. I, I really work on, um, you know, business development, brand image. I think especially with our kind of business, you know, where you have beauty industry and its services, you know, you really got to work on the brand's philosophy. You got to work on a brand's image. You got to really make it so strong because there's so much competition out there. You know, you got to really stand out. But for the business development, you know, I'll be very honest with you. It takes me even until this day to really learn new things and to realize, okay, like we got to implement this. We got to implement that. So let's say right now what we're doing is we're doing a thing called smart goals. I'm sure, of course, yeah, of course yeah. you, you know that. So we're really working right now in the company. Like we were, we started working on this since before yesterday. You know, we wrote down our smart goals and like we're breaking it down, you mm -hmm. know, for the next six months. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, this is really going to help us out. You know, because we kind of have everything broken down into like such detail. Okay, this is something new. Until this day, there are so many things that, you know, I keep learning and learning do you, and do learning. You, do you get your business from your online strategies? Do all of your clients for the Beauty Academy come from online marketing and everything for the app comes from online marketing? Yeah. Everything? Everything. I'll tell you this. 90% comes from online marketing. Is, is the 10% referrals? Yeah, referrals. You know, they see your work on their friends and they're like, oh, that's some nice nails. Oh, yeah, that's Glam Jam Express, blah, 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 you know. Okay. It's like word of mouth, you know. Do you have a coach? A coach? No, I don't, but I watch a lot. But when you're looking for knowledge on a subject matter that you don't know about. I read. You read. Okay, I so read. you don't consume through video or audio, you no, read. I read. Interesting. Why do you think I've been like asking about your book? For me... Honestly, the I tried the videos, I tried the audio tapes, I tried all of that. And books and all that kind of stuff. Books work the best for me. And a written book or, or like a, on a Kindle? No, a written you, actual like book holding the paper in my in hands. Hand. I hate digital books. I cannot do digital books. Can't process books. it. No. I'm the same. Exactly yeah. the same. First time we met, you had about 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You're now at around 260,000 followers right now, yeah? Yeah. How did you go from 100 to 260 in what is only, I can think, I don't even it's think it's 18 months. It's been almost two years. It's been almost two years. It's 18 months. 18 months? Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So how'd okay. You, how'd you do it? One thing to be very, very clear, I did not, in my whole career, I did not buy a single follower in my life. I really do not believe that. I believe buying followers, likes or views or whatever it is, is like fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's like buying all of this and then what? Like, who, do you, who are you going to talk to? Yourself? For my, even my social media, I have a strategy. I work on my content like there is no tomorrow. I think another thing... So you, have a, you really, have a content strategy. I have a content strategy, So you, strategy, you're, not just, you're not just pushing out stuff. No. You're, you're thinking long and hard about the content you create. Of course. Okay, and in terms of how much you post, you have a strategy around how much you post and how often you post, yeah? Exactly. Okay, and but I that's, not, that's, have... that's not too unusual to others. No. Dude. Another thing that I do that really helped me to gain followers is obviously, first of all, you got to collaborate with different bloggers, mm -hmm. you know, who maybe have the same amount... Uh, followers like you or even more you know that helps a lot uh -huh. you know because they tag you you tag 
them and you kind of like exchange followers. You know what I mean? Another thing that I do that also helps me a lot to gain followers is competitions, giveaways for people. So, you know, I gather like a lot of makeup, you know, that I receive from PR packages that I know that I'm not going to use. Uh-huh. I don't want to also just keep it there till it expires. Obviously, I'm not going to throw it away. So what's the best thing? To give it to people, you know? They can use it, yeah. So I do that about like three to four times a month. But I'm talking about big giveaways. Do you gamify it or do you just say, right, there's a competition running, you have to do X? Yeah, you got to like also be strategic about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. what, what I do is like right now with the new Instagram algorithm, it really makes hard for people to see your page. It honestly screwed us all up. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. So right now you got to always have a very engaging page for people to see your posts, mm-hmm. even the people that follow you. Mm-hmm. So what I do with my competitions is that one of the rules is that they got to stay active on my page. Uh-huh. They got to tag friends on that post uh-huh. that's pretty much the most important rules because once people are being active on my page and my page is kind of very engaging and very out there i get followers mm-hmm. more people on time feed see my page mm-hmm. so that gains me followers as well and then what gains me followers is the competition itself they they tag friends friends see the competition they mm-hmm. follow me and then they participate in the giveaway Obviously, the only down um, part of that is that when the competition is over, there's a certain percentage that always unfollows you as well. As a, perce- you know? as a percentage of the percentage? 30%. 30% of the ones that come on yes. then come off? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for example, for me on the last giveaway, I did, I gained like 15,000 followers. Yeah. And then I lost around 5,000, 6,000. After the giveaway. Because yeah. they didn't win and they got a half. No. Yeah. But why so not stay around could, because you might do another giveaway? I don't know because, you know, maybe they're like, you know, there's a lot of uh, Instagram accounts there that they literally create accounts just for the giveaways and they just like follow everyone who are doing competitions and then once they, they didn't win and, uh, you know, they don't care. They just like unfollow them, whatever. You know? Okay, so there's some juicy stuff that you've just given us. Yeah. As a female entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. you are an entrepreneur and you are an influencer, okay, you get the box ticks with that. <laughs> okay, how far into the future do you look? I look five years. I look into five years. I always ask myself, who am I going to be in five years? How do I see myself in five years? And I believe a lot of coaches, you know, I got that a lot from like Tony Robbins and, you know, from a lot of coaches that like I used to read the books from. A lot of them say five years. Mm. Who are you going to be in five years? And for me, that was a really changing kind of factor. I sat down and I was like, okay, who do I want to be in five years? That was last year. That was like, so who do I want to be when I'm 30? Mm -hmm. And I wrote it all down. I was like, okay, now what do I need to do Mm -hmm. to achieve that? Mm -hmm. And then I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. I'm a very visual person. You know, I always like to write. I always, even the books that I read, like as I told you, I like to hold them. I like to feel it. I'm not this kind of a person that writes all the notes in a in an iPhone and you know just keeps everything there. Yeah, I I can't do that either. Yeah. I mean, what's the percentage that you're gonna go back to it and read it again? Right? It's like I see people at these seminars and there's slides. Yeah. And the presenter's got these slides and people keep holding their phone up and taking pictures of all the yeah, slides. Yeah, oh my God. No, and no, it's no. And like, are no, you no, ever no. going to actually look at them? You know, that's why what I even do is like, even in our training center, we provide notebooks. We yeah. give notebooks since day one and we force the students to write everything down. 
And I always say it, even because, you know, when I do my makeup master classes, sometimes at the end we do Q&A. So a lot of girls kind of ask me more about, you know, these kind of things we're, we're talking about right now, not just, you know, makeup tips or whatever. They're like, oh, okay, so how do you suggest, you know, achieving this and achieving that and becoming a beauty blogger and this and that or your goals? And I always say, write it down. Don't write it down on your iPhone. Write it down where you can see it every single day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I'm a bit of a dude on Instagram, you know. If you look at my Instagram account, I have um, an incredible number of followers. I'm, <laughs> I'm flooded with an audience of 4,000 currently today, uh-huh. 4,331 mm-hmm. uh, that are following me like crazy. <laughs> and so here I am right now at 4,331. I want to get to 15,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You've got 260,000, and I want to get to 15,000. So as my friend... Get me 15,000 followers, please. How do you do it? Okay. What would you do? Look at, look at mine and what would you do? Okay. Now, first of all, you need to put a timeline of in how long do you want to reach to 15,000 followers? Let's say I want to achieve. Now I have 4,300 followers. Let's say I give myself realistic, yeah. realistic timeline that let's say in six months i want to achieve fifteen thousand followers is that realistic that's realistic okay because you know what yesterday i put that as one of the goals for glam jam express and glam jam express right now has two thousand three hundred followers so that's like half of yours so that's very realistic for you okay and something else i would say is that have a very strong content in what way people spend around that's by research. New followers spend around five seconds to look at into your page. They either scroll down like this through the content, they see, okay, I like it, I'm gonna follow it, or they don't. So you gotta have such a clear message of what you are, who you are, and what you do. If you've got like one picture as a fitness and then your second picture is In you know, doing, doing your thing, is a bit confusing. Uh-huh. So it depends. If you created your page to be a life coach, to be a trainer, whatever it is that you do, you got to focus on that. You got to make your page being focused on that. Then once you have that certain amount of followers, you can kind of add up your fitness, you know, and Mm -hmm. those different things that maybe you maybe want to do cooking. Honestly, one of the most important things that everyone needs to remember whenever they do their page is that your content needs to be so clear and people need to understand it straight away what you do and who you are. Okay, good, good tips, good advice. Should I put money behind it? Should I run ads? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? How do I work out how much money I need to spend on ads? You know, honestly, right now with the Instagram algorithm, do it as little as possible. 20 bucks for two days. 10 bucks a day. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I do sometimes with Express. So if I know that it's a content that really gonna grab people's attention, I do $20. we got a lot we get a lot of followers because you know the the post is already interesting and you know if you just like promote it a little bit like put it out there more people really it catches their attention they follow you so let's say yesterday i'll tell you i promoted a giveaway that we're doing for valentine's day on express mm-hmm. it's been 2 days we got about 150 followers wow okay Thank you for that. That's really helpful. I'm going to ask you two more questions and I'm going to let you rush off because I know you have other meetings to go to. You expressed anxiety was part of your journey. Yeah. 
which to me is a, a mental health situation that l- lots of people experience. So yes. you know, I don't want to big it up or belittle it. It's something that happens. Being as prominent as you are and at 26 years old, as focused on building your career as you are, there's so much in your character that resonates with me because I, I remember being 26 and yeah. being a lot like you. How did you cope with the pressure of being the boss and literally the person that has to give yourself a pat on the back if you do well? Because it's a really lonely place up there. Yeah. Does it take you into dark, lonely places often? And if it does, how do you pull yourself out? You know, honestly, I think it's a path that I chose, first of all. You know, I chose to be a leader. I chose to, to do what I do. And of course, an anxiety gets to everyone. I think it's a normal part of the journey that you know you do. I think it's so important. I realized that recently, I'll be very honest with you. I, I realized that how important it is to take care of me, first of all. Because, you know, even though I'm young and whatever, but, you know, since a young age, I've been such a, like, mama for everyone, you know, taking care of everyone. First, thinking about other people's problems. And when when I started having a team, my first, always my first concerns were, are they okay? Are, what's their issues? What's their problems? Because my philosophy until now, even, that your company blossoms and grows when your team is happy. When your team are happy to come to work and do what they do. Mm-hmm. you know but in all of that I forgot about me you know I forgot about I, I realized that even certain things that I achieved they stopped making me happy because you know I wasn't thinking about it too much I wasn't paying much attention to it and I'm not the kind of person that is going to go to people and be like yeah you know like clap for me and tell me like how amazing and successful I am you know I always kind of like yeah okay guys let's just get back to whatever we're doing you know but definitely got me into a dark place, you know, where I, w- I would have a breakdown and I'd be like, why am I doing all of this? Like, mm. if it doesn't make me happy anymore, why, why am I doing this? And I realized that the only time you're able to pull, pull out from there is when you sit down, have a detox kind of from everything from your phone, from social media, in my case, let's say, yeah, (laughs) from social media, from people, from constantly being around, like, everyone, you know, like, just, I just wanted to sit down and do what I used to love doing, which was just, like, at least for five minutes, sit down on the sofa and just think with myself, you know, and I think, I don't know, it just, you know, I think it's a constant, not pressure, but, you know, you need to always have a constant reminder to, to work on yourself so much, to remind yourself why you're doing this, you know? Because ha, well, Was there a time last year where you forgot about being happy? Yeah, of course. I was really unhappy. I can't do this. I'm, I'm really, like, for the first time in my life, I feel so tired. I feel so dreadful, you know? I was like, I really need a break. I need a break from all of this. So that's what I did, you know, on uh, holidays of New Year's and everything. I went to Paris um, 
and I just took a really good break from everything, you know, from my social media, from my team. I asked my manager, I'm like, please, this is the first time in like our whole, you know, working together, doing everything together. It's the first time I ask you, please don't call me. If you have any problems, please just just leave me alone. Hmm. <laughs> You know, and she really understood that because she really saw in my eyes that, like, she really felt that energy. Because you know, I'm a I'm a kind of person when I'm in a good mood, kind of everyone is in a good mood. Like my energy is mm -hmm. very, you know, I can spread the energy around yeah. the room. And if I'm in a bad mood, a lot of people around me become in a bad mood as well. Yeah. So she really felt that for me. You know how tired I was from inside, and she was like, you know what, just go, don't worry about it, like disappear. Do you know, my team are thinking exactly that right now. Yeah, when Spencer's in a good mood, we're in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just, you know, it took, me, it took me some time to kind of detox. And I think it's so important. And I really, really want to remind your audience, you know, that it's very, very important in all this hassle of trying to be someone, achieving something, you know, getting money, doing this, doing that, is really, really important to take care of you first. I realized it this year so much. I want you to know something. After learning about your story 18 months ago and getting to know you, that I'm incredibly proud of what you've achieved and you should be incredibly proud of who you are, what you've done and how you've got there. You're a remarkable person, young lady. You really are. No, but uh, thank you. I just, you know, I told you I'm very sensitive. <laughs> you know, especially recently, like, I don't know, I'm just so, you know, I think it's just because in this period of time, like, I saw so much, I went through so much disappointments, you know, in my personal and my career, and that's okay, that happens, you know. That's what makes you stronger, I believe. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you stronger. That's what makes me who I am today. I just really, really want to remind everyone again that it's very, very important to to take care of you first. Because I think if you're not happy internally, you can you can achieve anything. Thank you so much for coming on <laughs> the show you. and thank you so much for sharing <laughs> as as openly and honestly as you do. <laughs> thank it, you, Spencer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, uh, it's it's such a it's such a like amazing feeling to always come here and sit down with you. You're amazing. You're one of these people. And let me tell you, it's very rare for me to look up to someone. And you're one of these people that I do look, look up to. Thank you very much. Thank you. So there you have it, my interview with El Jami. I really hope you enjoyed it and it was worth the time and you learned a lot more about her story and the beauty industry. And it made you feel you know, good about yourself and about what you could potentially achieve, just being inspired by the background she has and what she's gone out and done herself. So let me tell you a bit more about how this interview came about. I first met El Jami around about 18 months ago and I'd seen her online and seen what she was doing and uh, somebody introduced me to her and said that this, this lady is, is, is a genuine hustler. She doesn't look like one, but trust me, she is one. And I remember during the interview thinking, where does this girl get her energy from? Where does she get her drive from? Because when you think back to that story that she just shared about, you know, not being able to speak to her mum for 10 years really, and not, you know, mum and dad sent her across from Azerbaijan to Dubai without any family members. She came on her own, went to boarding school, 
settled in, learned Arabic, learned English, and, and qualified at school with all the things she needed to. But then to have the balls to set up a company after teaching people how to put makeup on, on uh, YouTube was really, really gutsy. Not only was it gutsy, to see the success that she's had through that inner determination she has is really inspiring. I haven't seen her since the interview, but I will be seeing her again in the next few weeks. And so uh, I'll try and glean some more information from her and learn a bit more about uh, how she's feeling since she did the interview with me. But some, some key takeaways, I suppose, more than anything else is, uh, for me, what did I learn? You know, Number one, never give up. Keep, keep committing to what you're doing and always be focused on what you want to try and achieve. If opportunities come your way, like the Glam Jam Express, take it, you know, invest your time and look at the business opportunity and see what it can be for you. And be prepared not to be the Uber of this, okay, or the Uber of that. Be more focused on being the best version that you can be based around the business that you can see. Because if you can remember what she said, she talked about the, this business, and we, we kind of think of Uber as being a service where there's cars that are providing transport for you. Whereas her approach was, no, I'm going to get the bookings, and then I'm going to provide the people directly myself. So she's employing a large workforce of people um, that can deliver the service that that business can deliver, which is, for me, really gutsy, because there's a lot of financial commitment to that, a lot of responsibility to people, and that kind of gutsiness, you know, just, it, it just it, well, you can see you heard on the interview, it just pours out of her, doesn't it? You know, she's, she's definitely a risk taker. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, if you've got any feedback, please drop me a note on any of my social media handles. That's Spencer.Lodge on Instagram. That's Spencer Lodge Official on Facebook. Or you can find me on YouTube as well at Spencer Lodge. By all means, you can email me as well at sl at make-it-happen.com. I really would love to hear anything you have to say and may have learned, you know, started applying this or from any of my other shows. And if you're feeling extra generous with your time, the five-star review or comments on SoundCloud or anywhere you see this podcast would really help grow the podcast and get it out to way more listeners and at the end of the day that matters to me but I really believe the content should matter to lots of people as well. Coming up in the next podcast we have Harvey Bennett a really exciting guy that's Mr Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning and Harvey is a, a successful entrepreneur the founder of a company called Searchy that really is disrupting the recruitment industry and boy is that an industry that needs disrupting. But until that, on the next episode, I just want to thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Spencer Lodge podcast. See you soon.